Portions of this program are pre-recorded. Thank you for joining us for another edition of the Five O Show. I'm Jamie Rothschild, the Silent Witness Coordinator. Today we have several guests in the studio, but before we do that, it's it's more than appropriate and certainly fitting that we honor uh, a. One of our Phoenix officers was killed earlier this week. Phoenix police officer Gennaro New was killed in the line of duty, uh, struck in his vehicle. And it definitely has a rippling effect on all law enforcement. So we want to take a moment and honor Officer New. For those who had never met him, he was more than just a police officer and a Marine. Every one of our officers is somebody's parent or child sibling, and we never want that to get lost. So for each and every officer who goes out and serves each and every day, we want to thank them for their service, and we want to thank the community for their support. The outpouring of support for Officer New and his family has been uh, humbling and overwhelming. Uh, Previous host of the show used to be Lieutenant Derek Elmore. It's now Commander Elmore. Thank you for being here today. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks for having me, and and thank you for honoring uh, Officer New. Well, Congratulations on your promotion. It's it's a great thing for everyone in law enforcement because you're known as a very humble, uh, capable, effective leader. But you also have a track record of truly caring about the people you lead. And when you see something like this and the impact it has, not just on our employees, but on their families, what kind of leadership opportunities does that uh, open for you? Well, for, for any leader, it opens the opportunity for, for us to humanize um, both ourselves and uh, the people that we serve um, by uh, allowing them to express their emotions and their feelings and getting that stuff out there in a uh, no judgment kind of zone and letting them uh, vent uh, kind of their frustration and what, they're, what they do and what they've seen and what happened in the, in the death of that officer. Commander Chris Eric is also here, previously uh, a guest on other shows. And Commander, you're leading a precinct, men and women who come out every day, every night, 24-7, to do this job, to serve. You go into the briefings and you see the looks on their faces when we lose someone. Can you talk a little bit about, as a commander, as a leader, how that impacts you and, and what you consider your mission during this time? Well, I think uh, my anyone's mission, any leader's uh, mission, is to uh, is to care for the ones whom we lead. And so, specifically for me, one of the two of the the, the common themes that I really really press are uh, coming together as a family, where we take care of each other, we take care of our, our loved ones, because it not only affects the uh, the, the affected family, uh, it ripples through all of our loved ones uh, who. Uh, fear every night that something similar will happen to their family member as they go off to work. The other thing that I think it allows us an opportunity is is to reconnect with our why. Um, what what is it that we focus on? What is it that drives us? What is it that motivates us uh, from the first day until this day uh, to go out and 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 perform as well as we do in, in this profession? And I think it's it's important to to reconnect everybody with that because it helps people stay focused on what's important. We've had you on the show several times, but we've never talked about your why. Now, you've served in other capacities, other agencies, but you've determined that you're staying here, you're promoting here to lead here, but I've never asked you your why. Can, can you talk a little bit about that? What drives you? Sure. My my why is has changed over the years. Um, I think when people come into this job, they they come into it, you know, to, to connect with the community, to uh, to work with uh, the youth, right? To, to set up uh, an improved relationship with, uh, with with the community of the future, uh, become a detective, uh, investigate, you know, uh, crimes and 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 
solve large-scale investigations, things like that. And then there's folks that come in to uh, hunt evildoers. And I think that was the thing that really drew me uh, to this profession in the beginning. And now, later in my career, uh, in a leadership position, far, far removed from uh, hunting other anything other than a good place to eat for lunch, um, is taking care of uh, the folks who do go out and do all of those things every single day. And, and as a leader, uh, it's, it's my responsibility to make sure that I'm dedicated uh, to those uh, who come to work every day and, and lay it on the line. One of the greatest things that unifies our career is that we wear the same uniform. So I can look to my right and to my left and I can see people who are, as you said, in our family. It's in our law enforcement family. But one of the things that maybe makes it difficult for the community to connect with us is that when you put on a uniform, um, we tend to be looked at occasionally as nameless or faceless. And I, and I tell the story of uh, a squad that you and I were assigned to the same precinct. I was leading a squad. We were playing basketball with kids. Uh, and then my squad got the call to head downtown. There was a civil issue going on. And the next thing we had helmets uh, and black gear on. And we just left being engaged in the community. And now we we literally all look the same. And the people looked at us as though we were the issue that they were upset about. It wasn't us. We're a squad of people who have relatives. We're a squad of people who are serving the community. Then we got on that line and some folks looked at us like we were not there to protect them. It's very difficult to be known as a person in law enforcement, but yet each and every day our officers are out there making those connections. Steve, you're assigned as a community action sergeant. Can you talk a little bit about what you're seeing from the community and what you're hearing from them during these times? Yes, I think uh, the community uh, has shown an outpouring of understanding for the death of the officer the other day. And I also think they understand the difficulties that we've been going through. And sometimes the media doesn't uh, portray exactly what's happening or what our officers at the Phoenix Police Department do, because they're very professional. And I think my goal every day at work is to come act professional no matter what's put in front of me. And no matter what challenge there are. And the community, they support us. You know, there's the Blue Ribbon program that uh, was started up recently in our precinct. And I think they were shown on the media recently for this past officer that passed away. Uh, and that's really helpful when you drive into the precinct and see signs that say, thank you, police officers. And everywhere I go in the precinct, if it's to get, grab a coffee or get lunch or have another meeting, people come up and approach me and tell me how thankful they are for our service and how much they appreciate you. And and it really helps because some days, you know, it's hard to come to work. Even folks who've never met Gennaro have said that he was unbelievably positive and and kind and upbeat. And I think a lot of people who see his photo on the news look and think, hey, that looks like someone I know in my family. What they may not see is that literally each and every day our officers are hand-delivering help to those in need. Maybe by the time our officers respond to the call, a problem has built up over time. But they invest their time to get as much or as many resources rolling that way as they can and then provide follow-up. And, and you're right. We don't always hear those stories. Um, Commander Elmore, I, you and I have worked together since we were officers. You've obviously continued to be far more successful than I uh, in terms of promotion. But you've also worked in a lot of different work units as well. The one thing I'm guessing that never changes is the compassion and the empathy and the desire to serve 
you've met officers all through this department. What's the common denominator you've seen over the years? So it always, you know, comes back to that that desire to do your best job possible. Uh, both uh, Commander Eric and, and uh, Sergeant Ryum have hit on that, on some of those issues that, that people have, those common denominators. That desire to do the right thing uh, in law enforcement is strong. And so if you give the people the tools and... Um, the support to do that, uh, they'll do amazing things. And you see it throughout um, uh, our department and all those aspects and everywhere I've been um, by allowing people the freedom uh, to do their job and to do their job the best way that they can and giving them the tools and the support to do that, um, they do some amazing things. Uh, there's a unit that I was a part of years ago um, that in one year, six officers served um, over 250 search warrants. And it's like, well, well, how does that happen? Well, it happens because they have the tools, the support from the um, uh, command staff to allow them to do that stuff and allow them to be successful and help clean up some of the neighborhoods that they were serving. So that children can go outside and play and families can thrive. We always hear about the search warrants and we always uh, or we sometimes don't realize how that impacts us directly. I have had a house uh, of drug activity in a neighborhood I lived in and and you approach your family's activities differently. So thank you for all you did when you were there. Uh, Commander Eric, when we talk about the why and you're looking and seeing, let's be honest, many of them are younger than us. Uh, we've been doing this job for a while, although we hire from all ages. But the why doesn't seem to change no matter where they come from. That's got to inspire you when you see that. It does. I, you know, there's there's plenty of talk about millennials and the good and bad. And and but but when I sit and I speak to young officers who are new in the profession and they're arriving at the Mountain View precincts, uh, no matter what their surface level motivation is, it all ties to a deeper commitment uh, to making the, the, their community better. They have a, they have a heightened responsibility, uh, um, sense of responsibility for the wellness of their community. And I think uh, like all of us at the at the end of our life, when we're looking back and doing some kind of a life review on our, on our deathbed, I think we all want to just think and realize and be grateful uh, in knowing that uh, that our being here um, meant something and uh, and that the world, albeit maybe a small slice of it, was better because we were here. So I think you just touched on it, but if we had to say to you, what would you like your legacy as a leader or a parent or a spouse to be, how would you even begin to put that into words? I think it's it's twofold. I, I would like to think that I had a positive effect uh, on the community and, and, and my efforts made their life better. And I also hope that uh, my efforts as a leader uh, created a better work environment, a safe work environment for our folks to go out and and uh, really uh, expand on what they do and fulfill their, their career and personal goals. Sergeant Ryum, you've been doing this job several years, and now you're engaged with the community. What is it that you enjoy most about when we talk about the why? What interactions do you enjoy most? What interactions I enjoy most? I think it's I think it's really the the children that come up and they're so innocent and they come up and want to see your car, want to see the patrol car. They think it's so cool. They want to tour the the station and they think it's great and um they just they want to be you and they want to know how to be a police officer, when they can be a police officer, what they can do. You know, we, we like to give them out stickers and and they just think it's great and they're 
they just light up, you know, like it's Christmas. And anytime they get to interact with uh, the officers on my squad, uh, it seems like the children always love it. You know, we get a lot of donations from the community, our different community partners, nonprofits, and then we get to distribute some of those items sometimes. And uh, to see the look on families' faces and the children's faces when we come out as a police department and it's kind of more as a softer community touch is really rewarding, and, it, and it's great to see that. Commander Elmore, you've done a lot of interviews, but I don't think we've ever asked you this. What do you want to be best known for when you do leave this career? Uh, I, I want to be best known for uh, just making every place that I've been a little bit better than it was before I got there um, and, and, and helping the people that I served and that I'm there to serve. Um, that, that's it. Um, nothing else can be said. Uh, from that, just uh, helping everybody do the best job that they can do. And, and I've worked for you on numerous occasions, and I'll tell you, you, you've done that, and that is your reputation. We want to thank you, the listening audience. We want to encourage you, if you have an opportunity, to thank the public safety folks who are out there working. I want to thank the public safety folks who are listening right now. And I just, one more time, if we could just take a moment to, to honor and respect and uh, recognize the sacrifice of Officer New. Until next week, stay safe.